GBDress.com is one of the leading suppliers of fashion wholesale and retail stores. They keep up with the latest trends in wedding apparel, special occasion dresses, women's fashion clothing, shoes, accessories, lingerie, and so much more. Fashionable clothing, excellent quality, and the most reasonable prices. Shop tbdress.com. I actually bought my wedding dress on TB Dress for only a couple hundred dollars, and then I got alterations, so my wedding dress was maybe four hundred dollars. Um, and at any special occasion, I'm going on to TB Dress, so I love shopping on this website. Right now, TB Dress has long sleeve dresses up to ninety percent off. Link is in the description. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. In 1985, Cinnamon, who was 14 at the time, was convicted of killing her stepmother. Years later, she would confess that it had been her father who ordered her to carry out the murder. Linda was born in August 26, 1961, in Nebraska, but she spent most of her life in Garden Grove, California. She grew up in a large extended family of 11 siblings. Linda's mother took care of the 11 children alone. She did not have the support of the children's father. Linda Linda, her mother, and siblings all lived together in the same house, so there were some financial hardships. One day, while walking in the neighborhood, Linda met David. At the time, David's sister lived next door to Linda's house. David knew Linda had some family hardships and would um, offer Linda money in exchange for washing his car. After that first meeting, David started asking Linda out on dates. At first, Linda would say no. David continued to give Linda errands or projects to do, and he would pay her. They started spending more and more time together, and after David asked several times, eventually, Linda agreed to date him. Linda was only 14 years old, while David was 22. Linda quickly fell in love with him. After a year of a relationship, and despite the age difference, David and Linda married with her mother's consent. Linda's mother did not object to the relationship or to they're getting married. By this time, David had a very good job and he was earning a lot of money. So that represented an opportunity for Linda to help out her family financially. David was very successful in the computer world. He discovered a special liquid for floppy disks and that allowed him to recover lost lost or deleted files. It was basically the only only um thing of his kind uh he started his own business 
worked with Fortune 500 companies and earned a lot of money. Months after the marriage, Linda invited her younger sister Patty to live with them. Both David and Linda welcomed her, and David made sure Patty had her own room, new clothes, anything a teenage girl, girl would need. Uh, shortly after that, David's oldest daughter from a previous marriage, Cinnamon, came to live with them. A couple years later, David and Linda had their first child, Crystal. For years, they all lived together in the same house. Unfortunately, what appeared to be a charmed life would end in tragedy. On March 18th, 1985, Linda was exhausted and after watching television with David, Linda, or David, Patty, and Cinnamon, Linda decided to go to bed early. David was suffering from insomnia, so he went for a walk in their neighborhood late that night. Around 2 o'clock in the morning, Patty jolted awake to a gunshot in her room. Next to the bed was Cinnamon, with a gun in her hand. Before Patty could react, Cinnamon ran out of the room. Somewhere in the house, she heard a second shot, and then a third shot was fired. Patty was confused and scared, but she was able to go to the other room to get seven-month-old Crystal and bring her back to her own room. Patty then pressed her back against the door to barricade it. When David returned home, Patty was shaken up. She was crying, and then she just blurted everything that happened to David. <clears throat> he checked all of the rooms except for the master bedroom. Apparently, he was too scared to check the room that Linda was in. He called his father, and then he called 911. Officer Halligan responded to the call. When he went into the master bedroom, he found 23-year-old Linda laying in a pool of blood. She was shot in the chest twice. Although there were gurgling sounds, when he checked for a pulse, there weren't any signs of life. There was a gun laying on the floor. When he spoke to David, David was in shock and in tears, but he seemed to trust Patty's word that Cinnamon killed his wife, <clears throat> excuse me, and Cinnamon was missing. David explained Cinnamon was his daughter from a previous marriage. He painted her as a troubled kid that refused to go to counseling. And she was always in some kind of trouble. The relationship between Cinnamon and her stepmother was strained to the point that Linda kicked Cinnamon out to live in the camping trailer they had. Cinnamon would go into the house for meals and to watch TV, but she had to sleep in the camping trailer. Patty said earlier that day Cinnamon showed Patty a gun, claiming that she had gotten it for emergencies. 
again, Cinnamon was only 14 years old at the time, so <clears throat> I don't know anything about guns or purchasing guns, but that just seems very odd that all of a sudden a 14-year-old would have a gun. But I don't know um, much about that. <laughs> Patty was concerned, but the family would occasionally drive out to the desert to do some target shooting. So Patty didn't think to mention it until after Linda was killed. When officers were looking for cinnamon, they checked the camping trailer and the backyard. When they went into the backyard, they immediately noticed a terrible smell coming from the doghouse. <clears throat> uh, when they looked into the doghouse, they found cinnamon. She was laying in her own sweat, vomit, and urine, and had been laying in it for hours. <clears throat> she was clutching a piece of pink cardboard in her right hand that had, Dear God, please forgive me, I didn't mean to hurt her, written on it. Cinnamon was very disoriented from a drug, or sorry, from an overdose of prescription medications. When Cinnamon regained consciousness, one of her questions was, is my dad all right? During questioning, Cinnamon was still groggy and nauseous from the overdose, but she confessed to killing Linda, saying that they just didn't get, get along and that Cinnamon had enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and Cinnamon seemed really surprised when she was told she would be taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder. Close friends of Cinnamon were shocked and believed that she would never pull the trigger on someone unless she had no choice. <clears throat> um, they said Cinnamon and Linda mostly got along, but they did have arguments like any teenager and stepmother would, but nothing that would lead to murder. They also mentioned that it was David's idea for Cinnamon to live in the camping trailer so she could have privacy. Cinnamon's friends were wary of David. <clears throat> they recalled a time when David attempted to get them to drink alcohol with them. They refused, fearing that they would be taken advantage of if they did end up getting drunk. They really did not like David. <clears throat> David got Cinnamon an attorney and decided to use the insanity plea. But she was found sane and guilty. She was sentenced to 27 years to life. She would be in the California Division of Juvenile Justice, which is a youth correctional facility. Um, so she would be there until she was 18, and then she would be transferred to an adult facility. <clears throat> Cinnamon was shocked and didn't understand why she was going to jail and not just going home. It was supposed to be a closed case, but Detective Newell was doubtful that this young girl could commit such a crime. She was described as such a troubled child by David, but had no prior convictions. She didn't have a drug or alcoholic background and had nothing but 
great behavior in the correctional facility. She was described as being very sweet, very nice, a really polite girl. She just wanted to do nice things for people. Detective Newell didn't think that she could commit this terrible crime on her own. David collected $835,000 from Linda's life insurance policy, which is almost equivalent to $2 million in today's money. It was later found that David had taken out four life insurance policies on Linda. And now he lived in luxury with his new wife, Linda's younger sister, Patty, who was 17. They were secretly married in 1986. The marriage to Patty is shocking enough, but the number of teen wives David married was even more concerning. Patty was his fifth wife. He was in his mid to late 20s, and they were usually 14 and 15 when he met them. His first wife, Brenda, was 15 years old when she met David. She would um, become pregnant, and so they married. On July 3rd, 1970, Cinnamon was born. They were married for three years, but Brenda found that David was a control freak that had to have everything his way, and he would also demand sex on command, sometimes three times a day. Brenda eventually asked for a divorce. Brenda and David had shared custody of Cinnamon, and she would spend spring break and summers with David. Cinnamon got into typical teenage trouble, skipping school and experimenting and things like that, just typical things. Um, So David said that Cinnamon could come and live with him for that upcoming school year, kind of like, I'll shape her up. Over the next few years, David and Patty rarely visited Cinnamon in the correctional facility. In 1988, investigators approached Cinnamon, who was no longer a minor. Before, they would have to inform David if they were visiting. And now that she was not a minor, they didn't need to inform him. They could just go and visit Cinnamon. Investigators revealed David's new luxurious life and his new wife, Patty, and Patty had a baby. It had been three years since Linda's murder, and Cinnamon decided to reveal the truth about what happened that night. Two years before Linda's death, David began convincing Patty and Cinnamon that Linda and her brother were planning to kill him to take over his successful business. He convinced them that Linda was secretly poisoning him. Sometimes random things would happen like Linda would break a dish and then later David would go to Patty and Cinnamon saying, did you see that? She broke the dish. She was going to stab me with it. Like he would just say silly, just a normal regular thing would happen and later he would turn it into something that Linda was trying to kill him. Uh, When 
Cinnamon brought up just getting a divorce from Linda, David said that it would end up as a long, complicated, expensive fight on the alimony. David convinced Cinnamon to be the one to kill Linda, as she was younger than Patty, which meant the consequences would be less severe. And he told her that she wouldn't go to jail, but she would get sent home and have to do mandatory therapy. That's why Cinnamon was confused and shocked when she was taken into custody and convicted. David repeatedly told her that she would only have to do mandatory therapy. <clears throat> David said that he would have killed Linda himself, but he was too weak to do it. He had a history of suspicious illnesses. He got uh, like he would get sick and then get recover recover from it. He was always sick with something, and now during uh, this time, he was saying that he was sick because Linda was poisoning him. Or that the stress of Linda trying to kill him was making him sick. He manipulated Cinnamon by saying, if you really loved me, you would do this for me. For months, Cinnamon, David, and Patty would talk about different scenarios on how to kill Linda. <clears throat> Excuse me. They talked about pushing Linda from a moving van during a road trip hitting her over the head with some kind of heavy object, even throwing an electrical appliance into the bathtub while she was taking a bath. One night, David woke up both girls saying, we have to do it tonight. David took Cinnamon into Patty's bedroom where he gave her pills to swallow to stage an appearance of a suicide attempt. David told Cinnamon that Patty was going to explain how to carry out the murder. He left the home to go for his walk while Patty loaded the gun and handed it to Cinnamon. Patty told Cinnamon, go to Linda's bedroom and shoot her. Cinnamon did as she was told, but the first shot hadn't killed Linda. While Cinnamon was in the next room, she could hear Linda crying. So she returned to the master bedroom and shot Linda twice. The twisted manipulation just gets worse. In the beginning, David instructed Cinnamon to shoot herself. He said not to kill, but just a nick or a graze to make it look like you were trying to kill yourself after doing this. But experts say that it is extremely difficult to, for an amateur shooter to, you know, point a gun at yourself and have a shot so precise that it just grazes you. Um, so he pretty much wanted her to kill herself and he pressured her to shoot herself several times. <clears throat> That night, Cinnamon again refused to shoot herself. David then gave her a lethal dose of pills to take from the, his medicine cabinet. He would give her a handful of pills and then tell her to drink water, give her another handful of pills, drink water, another handful. 
I think they estimated around 70 different or yeah, around 70 different pills were in her system. Um, and then thankfully her body rejected the pills and made her vomit. If she didn't vomit, then she would have overdosed and her death would have been masked as a suicide. Cinnamon assisted authorities by allowing them to tape record her conversations with David. Um, in order to get David to come and visit her, Cinnamon told her father that she was scheduled for a parole hearing and wanted to tell the truth about what happened. When David came to visit her, he told her that she couldn't tell the truth. If she told the truth, he would be going to prison. And then he said that he needed a little time because he would convince Patty to confess to Linda's murder. During the conversations, um, he mentioned on the night of the murder, he had to yell at Cinnamon to go into the bedroom and fire the gun. He admitted that he forced Cinnamon to write the confession note that the officers found in her hand that night. Pretty much these conversations implicated him as the mastermind behind Linda's murder. When David was charged, he immediately pushed the blame to Patty. Following the arrests, investigators who worked on the original investigation said that they always speculated that Cinnamon had not acted alone in killing Linda, but she had confessed to the murder right away, and when she was questioned, she was adamant that she had acted alone. Patty decided to tell her side of the story. She revealed that she moved into David and Linda's home because she was being molested back at her home. She said she and Linda came from a poor family and David was financially stable. He was always caring toward her and she admitted that she was jealous that Linda was married to David and not her. <clears throat> and that she wasn't married to David. I mean, she was not even 11 years old when David started touching her inappropriately. By the time she was 15, they were having sex on a regular basis. She believed it was normal, something to be expected in a typical household because many of her father figures that um, she had in her life had sexually abused her in some way. David made her feel special, well taken care of, and he would promise her that he would marry her someday. A few months before the actual murder, Patty said David woke her up with instructions to kill Linda. David hid behind a door to one of the other rooms. Patty stood in the doorway to the master bedroom with a gun in her, her hand, but she couldn't shoot her sister. It was her sister. She loved her sister. For months after that incident, David made Patty feel guilty for choosing her sister over him. 
Like Cinnamon, Patty was also manipulated into giving David what he wanted. For Patty's betrayal, David had the audacity of getting an inmate to hire a hitman, not only for Patty, but for Cinnamon, the prosecutor, and the chief investigator. With a tip from the inmate, investigators were able to set up and tape record David hiring a hitman who was an undercover police officer. When David was informed that the prosecutor and chief investigator were shot, within the hour, the inmate received $11,000. David was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. David was a hypochondriac who always had an illness. Even while he was in prison, he was sick with something. But in 2014... He died in prison due to natural causes. Cinnamon was released in February of 1992 after serving seven years. The hardest part, of course, was coming to terms with the fact that her father not only manipulated her into killing her stepmother, but her own father tried to get her to unknowingly kill herself and then later have her killed by a hitman. She tried to live her best, or she tried her best to live a normal lifestyle, given the circumstances. But shortly after she was released from prison, a miniseries called Love, Lies, and Murder showed on TV, and she became a household name. Uh, She did get married, but her husband died by suicide. She has since remarried and has stayed out of the public eye. Because Patty was 17 years old during Linda's murder, she was sentenced to the California Division of Juvenile Justice. Patty was released after four years. She had a rough time after prison and was in a few bad relationships. She has remarried has two children, and has recently connected with Crystal, the daughter of David and Linda. Crystal has a Facebook page devoted to her mother that states she longs to meet and connect with Cinnamon as well. At the moment, um, it is unknown if a meeting between the two has taken place. I was never able to find anything on that part. And that is it for season one of the podcast. I just want to thank you for listening. When I first started this podcast, I thought I would be the only one listening to it. And it is so nice to see that, or hear, I guess. It's so nice to hear (laughs) that other people are listening to it. So I really appreciate it. Um, And I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And season two will start in the new year. Thank you.